folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You're on with Real Redneck Tom Millard, and of course, we've got the Almost Guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I'm here, and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. Fired okay. up tonight, I guess. I'm going to back you up on that, because I think it is a beautiful night. Now, I haven't got outside a whole lot. I just got to step mm-hmm. outside, but I can see the sun shining, so I'm assuming it is. Dad, did you walk over? Yes, I did. It's Shoot. gorgeous. It's, I'm warm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Who else have we got, Todd? <laughs> and I think his mic's hot. <laughs> Sitting beside me, as always, is my father, the patriarch of Redneck Country, real redneck, Dom Dad, I got to ask you, is your mic hot? It's hot. Yep. The heartbeat of the podcast is here, and I have my cup of tea with the podcast mug right beside me. I'm enjoying Fantastic. it. And it's official. The, the official drink for Redneck Country no, and the no. Redneck Country podcast no. is tea no. because one of the newest <laughs> members of Redneck Country, Bill Vokes, is his drink is tea. That's what he takes in his thermos deer See, hunt. That's what he takes. It's what we're attracting hunt. now. It's like next we'll be knitting. It'll be like, well, it's opening day of duck. What? And we when, have crochet class. And when yeah. he, we can't go to the duck blind. And when he sits listening to the podcast, he's drinking tea. So, Holy and Bill, crap. I toast you with my cup of tea. I got to get. Thank you, Don. Toast you too. Todd? I mean, no, don't toast me. <laughs> you guys probably don't. Mm. Wait, is that crustless toast? I'm assuming since you're drinking tea that you've cut the crust off your toast. Oh, we got our teeth. Uh, we got to <laughs> oh, band I together. We've, we've got to hang together and we've got to outnumber this sarcastic sucker we got to show him it's not sarcasm it's just straight up facts and truths we're not sitting here and taking this anymore (laughs) oh look out that's it it's all over with the crying now yeah are you you gonna slap me (laughs) my favorite blend is Great value, no, orange pico, decaf not, tea. We're what not you going drink, great Bill? value. Well, it's the expensive stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got the, uh, about that, I, I drink bold tea. Uh, I don't bother with the, uh, I used to drink Earl Grey. Hey, Jen, uh, Megan, you guys want to take my spot? Because we're pretty sure we're going to encroach on sewing and knitting next. And we'll second <laughs> and third it. We'll have a podcast to remember tonight. That's it. So, yeah. And Todd, tell me, why have I not seen any posts on Facebook about you knocking down Bridget? Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned right? with the, with the, well, we, we do pretty good and it's pretty easy uh, conversations that I've heard. I'm blaming last- Mother Nature. She's, she's, yeah. <laughs> that or it's because everybody I hunt with now drinks tea and trumpets. And- <laughs> we are in the wheelhouse. We are in the bedroom. The toms just will not cooperate. I tell you what. Covered up with hens, the toms will just not cooperate. I snuck in Sunday morning. I left the, was it Sunday morning? Mm Mm-hmm. It was a Saturday morning. No, it was Sunday Sunday morning. morning. I, I left the baggage behind and went by myself. And I snuck into our homemade little blind, so I didn't need nothing. I walked out in the field, and I know where they're roosted. I know the bedroom. I know where they're at least one, because there's so many toms in this, and the property we have permission to hunt on isn't huge, so we're right close to the property line. But all around, there's it's just fields and woods, little little fingers of fields, and then little bushes. This is David Suzuki woods. Nope. 
Nope. This no. is this is one we've been haunting for the last couple of years aside from the David Suzuki. The David Suzuki was is so big that when we've got all six of us or seven of us, that's when we hit the David Suzuki woods. So we could spread out and because it's a whole concession. I mean, there's enough room for all of us to to sneak in there. For we just drive around, drop people off or as we drive around yeah. the block. So this one is it's spot. smaller. There's probably spot like to, for guys to be in it, you got two spots. So and really any more than that, the guys are just going to be there for moral support and praying what yeah. walks by them. Right. So I know where they are. We it's where, where I, we went opening day and we had the five gobblers right in there and that followed the hens away and didn't come out. So we built that little blind out of all the ground laying brush that when we sit in, sit in the big tall captain chairs, your eyeballs are level with it. So you're, you're pretty well hidden. So I thought, okay, I'm by myself. I don't have dad and bill. I don't got anybody else. I can go out. So I walked in. Did you refer to your dad as baggage? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm going to get my turn, Phil. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my turn. I'm, I'm just waiting patiently for him to be done. He's jacked up uh, on orange Pico. You better look out. And I'm getting yeah. my turn. Mark my words. Good Lord. Anyway, it's like he's drinking a little dog, orange Pekingese, Pico. Anyway, so I I snuck out, get out in the middle of the field where right adjacent to where I got to go in. And, and on when we built the little the little shanty, I swept all the leaves away so you could just creep in. Because, I mean, they're going to be in under in the trees that you're sitting under. They're going to be right there. So I put, open up my chair out in the middle of out in the middle of the cornfield. I put it up over my head and I go in. So I, my chair's not opening when I get in there and I can't use my little low lion Turkey chair that I normally use by myself. You can't see over the blind because the blinds built for dad's freaking director's chair. So I got to have this big chair. So I take the big chair, open it up, put it on my head and I go walking in. I get to the corner. I can see it's dark. It's quarter. It's, it's not even quarter. It's five o'clock and the neighbors have a rooster and they got a dog and normally that dog is barking but I'm by myself so I could get out of the truck quietly and so I didn't wake the dog so we're good to go and I, I figure that dog wakes them up so it's five o'clock by the time I get to this corner with the chair on my head and I sneak in and all I got is chair and gun and and in my turkey vest with my calls and stuff in it so I sneak right down the pathway that now the deer are using because the leaves are all brushed away it's like a perfect run <laughs> so I sneak right down the pathway I get right in I set my chair down i slide my gun out of the gun case really quietly and i just sit there and wait and it wasn't 15 minutes and that rooster starts and at like two thousand yards away you can hear very faintly i hear three gobblers and i'm like oh they didn't they didn't roost here they're way and that's, that's where they're either gonna well, and but last year the one that was gobbling there is when I shot him within 10 minutes, he closed the gap. I mean, they come, they, it's just unbelievable how fast if they want to get someplace, they'll get there. So it, it doesn't bother me because I got, and it was mother's day. And so my kids had ma- oh, mandated yeah, right. that I would be home by eight thirty AM. So I had to leave there. Like I had to be in the truck driving home by 8 AM from out of the blind back to the truck. And then I'm having my 20 minute drive home. So I'm like, all right, so I've only got a short time. So they're way, so I, my, my heart sunk a little bit and I just thought, nope, 
because I know there's enough Toms in here that there's going to be one right above me. Like I am in the bedroom where they always are. And I know there's always hens in this spot. I don't even care. You could have hens everywhere. There's still going to be hens here. There's so many turkeys in this little area back in here that I know I got hens up above me. So I just sat there. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I bet you a half an hour went by with those toms just way, way over. And then way over the other side of me. And then way behind me. I'm like, oh my gosh, this turkey's all the way around me at a thousand yards minimum. Not even. I n- not not any closer, but nothing in the bedroom that I'm sitting in. I'm like, my freaking luck. Well, a half an hour, 40 minutes later, all of a sudden, 100 yards from me, maybe 80 in the tree. <laughs> Holy jump. Oh, yeah, lit you up. I'm like, oh, there we go. He's here. Now I'm pumped. Well, I Game can on. see him. And there's some shrub, like there's leaves of trees because he's up pretty high. And I'm thinking he, he's going to look right down on me. So I got to be really careful now because he can look in my little hut that I'm sitting in because I, and I can see it, but I can just see him moving and there's enough leaves and stuff that I'm good. Right beside him is a hen on the branch in the next tree. And so I'm like, all right, there's my competition. I need her to come to me and then he will come to her. Well, for 10 minutes, he would just, and I thought, I'm not calling. I'm just going to sit here and maybe, maybe when it starts to get, and I know, okay, it's getting lighter because it's still pretty dark. When it starts to get lighter and I know she's going to get ready to come down, then I'm going to make maybe a little, or maybe I'll make a little gobble so that he's got competition. He's going to get down over here. So I waited. Well, he sat there 10 minutes, every 45 seconds in her face. And I'm like, she's just sitting there looking at him. And he's just <laughs> up and down that branch and gobbling right in her face. Well, full, full puff on the branch uh, and all that. Yeah, like nonstop. After 10 minutes, she flew away. I mean, not even like I thought, oh, here she comes. And nope, she turned around and boom, like an eagle. She gone. I'm like, wow, she was pretty athletic. Like she, she, she picked, usually they come down, right? She picked yeah. up, man. She was a Harrier jet. Have a good day. I am gone. And I went, whoa. Well, she didn't like him. And I thought, now, now, I, okay, wait, wait. And he stayed. I'm like, well, now it's. He didn't follow. Now I'm locked in. Oh. My competition just left. I'm good to go. So I got out my call and I just gave a little bit of really nice and then I waited and then I hit my gobble and then he gobbled I'm like alright so I'll wait so I sat there and he gobbled and I remember Scotty saying the turkey he shot this year he only he sat down it gobbled he gobbled it gobbled he gobbled he just matched it for gobble to gobble never called a hen once I'm like alright so he gobbled I gobbled he gobbled, I gobbled. And then as it got light, like, okay, he's got to get out of this tree. And then I could hear some hens down the ravine behind him. And I went, oh, there's my competition. Now I wasn't cocky enough to just sit on the gobble. So I, and I had him hooked. I had him gobbling. Well, after my gosh, it was light. It was another 20 minutes, half an hour after light. He finally comes down and I could see his wings start to, and, and, and it's like a second, but the anticipation made that feel like forever. And he comes straight down below that tree at a hundred yards. Never came, never, never towards me, just straight down. 
And I thought, okay, I just moved my gun just a slight bit over. So I aimed that way. All I got to do is wait for him to walk to me. So I just sat there and he started to walk kind of adjacent to me, staying at about a hundred yards. And so I could just see his head because it kind of rolled in there. And I just, so I just, and he'd puff up and he'd unpuff. I'd, and he'd puff up and he stayed at a hundred yards and walked all the way, like in a circle. And I thought, okay, he's going to come around these trees then and come up the other side of this little, cause it's a little drop down and come up the other side of this little drop down to my left and I'll be ready for him. I got a huge tree right in front of me that he's going to go behind and I'm going to have all day long to move my gun or do whatever I got to do. So all of a sudden he f- puffed up. He's, there's nothing between us, but he's 80 to hundred yards. He puffs up, puts his butt to me. I thought, okay, he's showing me his tail. So I just kind of, and then he walked away. No. And he's gobbling as he's walking away. Did you have decoys yet? Nothing. I'm in the woods and I didn't want to spook nothing. Right. Like, I mean, I'm in their bedroom and normally they just come straight down and I'm like, where is he going? There's nothing there. Why is he not coming to me? I've done nothing. He didn't see me. I've only called minimal. Like this should be textbook on a string right to me. So I thought, screw this crap. You know how I roll. So I'm in my running shoes, man. I'm out. I'm snuck around the outside of that blind and I stayed on the brushy side and it, it just gradual dropped down until it hits the hundred yard drop kind of ravine that goes straight down. And that's where they normally they'll dr- land. They'll mill around where we are and then they'll walk down that edge and then disappear. And that's normally what they do. So why is he going that way though? There's no, I don't even hear hens that way. So I got down, I start to creep like ninja stock, but pretty freaking quick. Cause I need to catch him. He's going to drop. Soon as I seen him disappear, I figured he's over that ledge. It won't be long. And he's, he's across that flat. Right. So I start yeah. going. Well, as I'm going, on the edge of that ravine, there was five hens. So, and then he, I never even seen him after I, I, he, he must've ran away when they were flying out of the trees that I put up. So I figured the whole time they were, they were 200 yards away on the edge of that ravine, kind of that drop off, maybe a bit less, but maybe 150. I couldn't probably hear them just with their fate little in the tree. He could. And so he had live yeah. hens he was going to. That's He was going right to them. He knew they were there. I wasn't nothing but a call. No, that'd be tough. So, you know, if there was that many hens kicking around, even if you had a couple of decoys, he would have gone to where he knew was, was there. Yeah, in where live he hens, roosted right? up with it's, them, right? That's He was yeah. hanging with them is my assumption the night before. So Saturday morning. Same, same idea. I went in and I had hens all around me. I never had any, we, that was the David Suzuki woods, three freaking gunshots, all pretty freaking close. So that was kind of disheartening. Dad and Bill went, they sat in a different spot, but I had a hen. The coolest thing was I had a hen down below me at about 70 yards in the green field, which is like the same field I'm sitting in. I'm on a fence row, but there, there, the green field drops down to this creek that I got across and I'm up watching this big cut cornfield on the, on the fence row between this greenfield and cornfield. And the greenfield just rolls down to the creek. Pretty, pretty drastic drop. And so this hen was in the tree that I was sitting against. And so when it got light, she just it scared the living crap out of me. 
and flew down and landed down still in the same field I was sitting in, but down in the green and it's growing up. I mean, it's about ankle high. And so she's walking around pecking and these blackbird, black red wing or Orioles or whatever they call them came, came down, down the crick edge, flew down to this little br- brush fire and we're dive bombing her. And I sat there for no, a no. half an hour watching and one of these blackbirds would bomb her and she would fly up like three feet in the air and like 180, 360 almost like, but a 180 with her body, with her feet up in the air, trying to kick them out of the air and then roll and land back down on her feet. And it, they weren't chasing. Experience, oh, you know? I, I mean, was, even if you don't get the, the, the harvest and animal stuff, the things that you see in the woods. Just, it was so cool. And I thought, it's well, amazing. those birds, obviously they're territorial there. They got a nest or something. They want her gone. And more came. There had to be like seven or eight birds. And they just kept one after the other dive bombing. And I thought she's going to take, she kept going back. She would go towards them, looking at them in the air and she would anticipate them bombing her. And she'd jump up trying to kick them out of the air. <laughs> it was freaking wicked. But I said, there all morning and saw nothing didn't hear a gobble and uh so i moved down and as i moved down to where uh, there was three hens walking around i moved down there i found a shed so it it wasn't all lost and it was a pretty decent shed i bet this year it's going to be a pretty good sized buck yeah that's you showed me that shit that that looked pretty good and like i said they eat even if you didn't get a bird, that to me is a successful hunt because I love the get the shit. I've oh, only got one cool. as far as I've been out there. Every time I've been out in the woods, I've only ever got one, found one shed uh, for all the times I've been there. But the, the, the goal is to get a, a match set or a goal where the bucks are and see if you can get a big, big shed. And that, that looked pretty nice. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, eight point or it'd be a eight point, four point, it four point shed. There. So this year I imagine it'll be pretty decent. It, um, you didn't see that I tried to in, find uh, the match set one, but no dice. You didn't see that deer in the season. On well, camera I might, I, I might've been one of four that we saw shot. He took a, Scotty took a shot at missed one of them with his crossbow. So it might have been this one. And there was there was four early season roaming together, and there and I'd say all four of them. One was one was bigger than the rest, but all four were eight point minimum. And you know I don't go by inches; I go by points. No. But yep, eight point minimum, and I mean they were the one I call the devil buck. That's not this racket. They came right around. They kind of they looped. He didn't like they did this big wave in the air out front of his head and swooped in and almost joined at the middle. Like they looked just like evil horns coming out. That would have been the one I'd target, but they never, they walked by me at about 80 to a hundred yards. And I let Scott know they're coming and he was able to take a crack at one, but it was so far out. It was a, it was a pretty far shot. He, he didn't capitalize, but but I have not got one on the board, which we normally do normally do by now. And I will attest it to straight up wind Sunday was the first morning that it was not windy. And I tell you, I never have them gobble when it's windy. Yeah, and I need no, it a gobble. It's it's been a tough season for weather. I mean, I see a lot of pictures on on, on Facebook and and whatnot about people getting getting birds, and you know, I they must have more time to hunt than I do for sure. Well, the, that's the it. That I, I normally get out, out. Yeah, I normally get out more than I am right now too. I'm only getting out on the weekends. Normally, I'll yeah, get out a couple right days now. through the week, but yeah, it's okay. uh, it, it's been tough. I mean, I got out uh, Saturday morning, and. You know, same deal. I, I was so confident that there would be um, at least hearing birds uh, in, in the woods that I was, was in. It was uh, and obviously it's public land. That's where, that's where I'm hunting. And I got there on Saturday morning, uh, super early, got, got in. Nobody was around. I thought, great. 
it was kind of snotty weather the day before, but uh, Saturday morning, it started off to be calm. <laughs> Within the first hour that I was there, the wind picked up and it was starting to rain and kind of stuff like that, but not a gobble, not a hen, not a... a indication that there was even a turkey in the in the same you know 100 kilometers from where i was it was it was very very disheartening i had a the, the best the, the only experience that i had uh, it was a couple experiences but i had a, a fox and the fox was stalking my decoys see and, that'd be uh, cool was it a nice plushy yeah. one like stuffed animal fox yeah, it was it was beautiful. The foxes was, was was beautiful. It was a little little had a little bit of uh, the the winter hair uh, shedding off it, but it was a beautiful big fox. And, See, good buddy of I, ours. I you wouldn't shoot one of them. Nope, not a fox. No coyote. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with it, but fox. No, good buddy of ours one. is that he's an old school. Co- he's known as like the coyote hunter uh, from uh, probably. Uh, I don't know. He's 45 minutes away or so. And, uh, you'll see him on me. I, I think you've met him, I, but I call him old man, Ray, but Ray, Ray Axford out of the uh, Rodney area. And he's Ray's always told guy. me he's a super guy. I first met him when he, and he had coyotes in the back of his truck. And, uh, he told me that he would never, ever for all of the coyotes he's hunted. That's, that's his main thing. And that's what he does. And he had dogs and would run them in the whole nine yards, but he would never shoot a fox. There's no reason to ever shoot a fox. I, I think the same thing. I mean, I don't have chickens. They're, they're not hurting anything around. The local farmers aren't complaining that the foxes are getting into their, they're complaining about coyotes for sure. But I mean, that fox was, I, in the wintertime, I saw a fox um, in Thornton, which is not, not that far. It's not a big city and there's no major stuff around, but it was running down the side of the road with a big rabbit in his mouth. Okay, well, it's got to eat. <laughs> so if that's what it's doing, it's just showing off. This one, yeah, that's all it was doing. But this uh, fox on the on the weekend, it, I was calling a little bit, and I know for sure it was coming into to the calls and and, and the decoys, and it, the wind was blowing enough across that it caught my wind and then uh, boogied off, and it took off in a hurry. Oddly <laughs> enough, do you know what the name Todd means? <laughs> Um, I had you know, a keychain. I had a keychain as a kid. I know what it means to me. I had a keychain. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I had yeah, a keychain when I was a kid that my grandparents gave me, and it said it was the definition of Todd. It was sly as a fox. Yeah, I'll well, that. It, uh, something to be said for that, I think. <laughs> I like well, it. You guys bite your tongues. You tea drinking turds. Is that what it was? <laughs> That's, I'm not a coyote. It's a fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll move on. Move, moving along. <laughs> so I, after seeing the fox and, and not hearing gobbles and getting extremely discouraged, I decided to, uh, to to just go for a walk in the woods and see if I could, you know, call, walk and call and see if uh, over there was any, any birds kicking around. And yeah, sure enough, I, I get out to the second field that, uh, that attaches to the one I'm in. And there's a truck there with his, a guy with his dog and he's planting trees. So that's planting trees on public land. Oh yeah. It's either yeah, a good he's, Samaritan he's, or he's on community service. I don't know whether to go say he, hi or to run away. I, uh, <laughs> I, I skirted around the edge of the field from where he was, but yeah. Planting trees or throwing in a body bill. What was going well, on? We know I your stories. Know. Candace found a blood trail one time walking down there. And actually it's the same woods. I so. tell you what. 
<laughs> I, I'm not thinking I'm going to be hunting in this woods very much because the, the sign isn't there and there's some sketchy stuff going on. But, and then I got out to uh, the little creek and I was looking in the creek for some some, some fish because it was uh, that time of year and didn't see a thing. And I got up to the bottom of the, the hill and I let out a, a a call to see if I would would get a shot gobble or something. And sure enough, another turkey hunter was right there. And, he uh, looked pretty discouraged seeing me and I looked pretty discouraged seeing him. And we both kind of walked out to our cars together. And uh, it, when we got out to our where the cars parked, three other vehicles showed up with their dogs and people. So I guess it was time for me to go anyway. <laughs> so the discouraging things that happen when hunting on public land. And I had just had about had enough at that point because the wind was starting to pick up. If we and, weren't on, on lockdown, Bill, you'd be down here with us. Yeah, we we uh, would be sharing our woes together or, or sharing our victories. But I tell you, it just this season right now, I'm extremely discouraged, and I'm not even going to go out Saturday morning. I don't think. Bite your tongue. Pork shoulder. I got uh, thawing in the free uh, in the sink right now, and I think I'm going to put that uh, on the barbecue on Saturday. Tea is the gateway. It's the gateway drug. Right there. Is, is, yeah. First is thing you're, you're doing a, a podcast about the outdoors. You start you start drinking tea. Next thing you know, you're not even going hunting anymore. Now you just put on your apron and, and make some people some food. Yeah. Well, we all have our place in this this podcast. <laughs> and I guess I'm, uh, yeah. Do you guys uh, candies within earshot? Maybe we can hear some of her success stories. Yeah. yeah. Tell her to grab her coffee, come sit down with us. How many nights have we sat here and listened to him <laughs> brag about the food he's made, and now he's on your case for making food? Like, it's not for on. making food. Talk it's for staying home from hunting to make food. Talk, nothing wrong with that. Talk about a hypocrite. My gosh, he stays home for work. I don't do that. I, just, I was going to, well, <laughs> I made a bad call uh, on, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday morning. Uh, it, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, I, uh, I work from home because Candace goes into the office and I got to make sure the youngest is getting on, on phone calls and doing all the homeschooling type stuff. And I thought, you know what, the last last Wednesday I, I went hunting and there was nothing, but I, I decided to stay in bed on Wednesday morning because to. Tuesday night was terrible. The wind was rattling. The the the, the windows were rocking. Big storm and came here. up through from Texas, right? Came all yeah, the way up. Was, yeah. And I said, and it was cold too. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I said, forget it. I am not getting up Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning to go. So I ended up. I ordered something from uh, from Princess Auto for the boat because I have to do curbside pickups and all that stuff. I did stuff the same now. thing. And. So the Princess Auto opens up at 8 a.m. And I said to Candace, you know what? I'm getting up. I'm going to be there right when they open because I got my first first work phone call at 9. Okay, sure enough, I go down uh, one of the roads, the side roads, and there was two massive toms with three hens surrounded, like in, in there, <laughs> 25 yards off the road. And it's it, I would it's not where I hunt. I had no no chance or anything of getting these birds. But it was just it was such a beautiful morning, and it was just the way my season's going. When I decided to stay home and not go out, the birds were out the the full strut. Chasing you around so really what we need to do is make an app the the almost guy app and so <laughs> yeah. everybody can new hunters subscribe to it and what's bill doing today oh bill staying home you get your butt to that woods <laughs> that's, that's how that goes <laughs> see i'm privy to that info hey bill you going hunting nope all right i'm going it's got to be good 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is the way it is. We got uh, we got our ways of doing things, and I tell you right now, I don't know what works. You know, my brother and I were talking. He's having a little bit of the same type of woes where he's hunting down there with the weather and stuff. And it's just the weather. Just, I think everybody well, I, is frustrated. There's not near the amount of posts on Facebook and all the hunting groups and everything like that of all these turkeys being shot. And so I, I guarantee you it's the wind. It's really, that's, I don't think it's the cold as much as it's this freaking wind. And they just, they are so on edge when that wind is yeah. going that it's, it's insane. I mean, it, they, they yeah. just gotta, you people that don't want to stalk them, which I get, you want to just sit there, you're going to have a really, really hard time because they're not moving much. They're going to sit in their little area that they're at. And I mean, even if you're calling and they're goblin, they don't want to come out of that woods and they don't want it because it's so windy and they can't see the danger. They don't, they're not moving a lot. No. And I agree with that. My brother was, you know, we talked on Saturday, him and I back and forth a little bit. He was, he was in the woods on Saturday afternoon and actually had five trees fall uh, in the woods. Widowmakers, no doubt, eh? Yeah, and it was that windy that and I said, fella, I don't think you got any chance. If you got that much wind that you got trees falling all around you. Unless you, know, you see I, one fall on a turkey or there's a turkey in the tree that falls. <laughs> then you might have a chance, but <laughs> at, at that point, I think uh, you'd be better off to just head home. So No doubt, but I, I tell you what, I have a theory that it's going to be good because on top of that, all these turkeys are hanging out together. I believe they're not traveling a lot. So the hens have been bred. So the hens are going to start, you know, okay, I don't even, I don't want you near me anymore. Yada, yada, yada. They're going to start flying away. Everything. It's going to make these toms. And now I think this is, this is going to start to get golden now. Now yeah, the toms you that, you know? are looking for the hens and now they're going to be more responsive to the calls. Now they're going to get fired up and they're going to come in hot and heavy a lot quicker. You're going to be able to close a 2000 yard gap in 10 minutes. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I mean, I, I was driving home to driving to work this morning. I think I texted you this morning on this one. And this is the first time in this particular field, there was two massive toms. You know, they were probably 80 Their yards Their names apart. were not Bill and Jay. No, they were not Bill and Jay. <laughs> uh, I'm not as big as he is. He's, he's a lot bigger than I am. It's My his brother. diet. It's his, it's, his, it's, it's his diet for sure. I bet you he's listening to the podcast right now. He's, he's getting him. fierce. It's his morning pop and, and um, what is it, Circle K burrito? <laughs> oh, it's just, uh, he's a pillar of health, I tell you, that's for sure. But this field had two massive toms in full strut, and there wasn't a hen to be seen. So... Oh, there had to be something nearby. No doubt, eh? Yeah. They were trying to call it out of the woods. Well, maybe, because when I came home in the same block of field, there was a cut cornfield, there was a tom in full strut, and he had four hens around him. So, yeah, guaranteed that these two toms kind of uh, roosted up in a tree uh, close enough to the hens where they could hear them, but they weren't right on top of them. Maybe because, to your point, they're kicking them out, and they're, they're having to do some solo stuff, you know. Oh, I bet you, man. It's about that. This is, this is it. People don't put the, the, I don't know. And I don't do the research enough. Like like I said, I keep turkey hunting fun. Not like deer where I'm watching the rut and I'm watching the cycles and the moon phase and I'm watching the barometric pressure. And, and I mean, we can go on and on and on turkeys. I don't, but I bet you there is a very similar deal that they have. They've been, they've, they've now hit it for a little while. And I think they were on it early because before our season started, because it was so 
nice for so long. And now you've, you, we've had the lull, we've had wind, which put them all together, which then sealed the deal that the lull's there now. And now it's the Toms that they're feisty now. The problem is the yeah, weight will be down a little bit because they've been chasing for so long. They're going to be a little bit skinnier, a little bit lighter, but makes the beards look yep. bigger. Sure does. So now what were you going to say, Dad? Well. Because way I, back you you started. Well, uh, it's my turn now. I, I'm. It's I'm my gonna, turn. Yeah. <laughs> Good said grief. The, time Tuesday night. The, only, the only morning I had this week was Wednesday between being tied up things to do for people and appointments. So I, Tuesday night I said, no chance that you're going to be able to go hunting Wednesday morning and be home in time for work. No, no. He said, I start way too early. Too much to do. Too much to do. I said, good. So I called Bill. Good. Uh, I didn't say (laughs) it to him. I better remember that. I didn't say it to him. I said it to myself. So I called Bill. That's hurtful. Bill, are you hurtful? Talk about hurtful. (laughs) This is my turn. So what do you think about hunting Wednesday morning? What do they say? What is it? And I said, Todd can't go. Two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, well, in this case, it's called payback. So... Sure I said to Bill, what about Wednesday thing. morning? And I said, Todd can't go. It's just me and you. He says, I'm in. Wait a minute. Great. <laughs> wow. Ooh. He was that Ooh. ambitious Ooh. knowing he, Todd wasn't yeah, going to be able he, to go. He won't make fun wow. of us for drinking our tea and knitting our toques while we sit in our tent. So, <laughs> so we I won't said, shoot okay. a turkey either because he won't be there to say, hey, I'll put pick, your needles down. Pick up your shotguns, boys. We got something coming in that we're out here for. I'll pick you up 430. He said, okay. So I get up, of course, I'm ready early, and it's about 22 minutes after 4, and I thought, well, Bill's always ready. He, he'll be sitting in the garage with the garage door open, so I drive over, pull, sure enough, as soon as I pull in, he, he's ready, he stands up, closes the garage door. Where are we going? I said, well, we're, we're going to go to the spot where we made that little log cabin blind, just me and you, and we're not, he's, what are we taking? I said, just our chairs. No decoys, nothing, we're going to be in the woods. Okay, so we drive. We drive in, we get to the, in the laneway, we get to the second hump, I turn the lights out. I don't want to wake the dog. And I said, remember that stupid dog? I mean, he's a couple hundred yards away, but for some reason, he hears everything and sees lights. Not everything. And, and man, <laughs> so I said, what we're going to do, we're going to get out and I'm going to get every, our chairs and our guns and I'm going to put them in the field on the far side of the car. Do not slam the doors Hold or anything. We don't want to wake the dog. Wait a minute. So nor, when we go, it, Bill, I swear to you, I kid you not, it is caution to the wind. We are, <laughs> should we park here? Do you want to drive right up to the, well, why don't we drive right up to where we're going to put the tent? Why drove, don't we hunt right out of the truck? I'm going to tell you. So uh, hold on, I drove, hold on. No, 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 My no. turn. No, it's my turn. No, but I got I, I, I drove past the parking spot. Yeah. Turned out my lights. And. Drove to the wide turn and parked on the grass. So here's the gig. That so I normal. got a little bit they past get the out, dog. They slam the doors. They're having a general yeah, conversation no, no. like you're <laughs> hanging out at the mall. And it's like, all right, well, no. where do you want to go? Well, I don't know. Well, how about no. we go to a whole other farm? We know where we're going. Because you just woke them all up. Oh, my Lord. Do I get a turn here? I'm just saying, so, when you go with me, it's caution to the wind. Nobody cares. I have, now you're with Bill. You're all of a sudden, you become Todd. I, I, no, want, no, that, no. I want that dad when we, we go hunting. We, I put a strap on his chair. Did you walk like a deer? I said, does that help? Oh, yeah, that's a lot better. Did you walk like a deer? We don't walk like deer. We, we both got arthritis <laughs> in our knees. No. I said, but we unzip, unzip our cases here at the car. 
And he says, because we're going to be right in that bedroom. He says, oh, yeah, I know where you're going to be. He says, like, we were sitting off the side with him, but now we're going to be right in the woods. So he knows. So we unzipped our cases. Away we go in. Now, I was really worried about being pitch black, finding that little pathway. I walked right to it. There it is. Perfect. <laughs> See, who is this dad? Put the guns down. Wait, wait. What about your chairs? We had our chairs on our shoulders because we got strapped. When did you? So you didn't open them till you got to the edge of the woods? We got to the edge. See, I, I'd have done it 100 yards out. I know. You're, and, and you would have done it like ordering us to and with a nasty and you're sarcastic and oh don't bang it don't don't drive common all sense the rules. i said to bill yeah they follow up when they're not let's being slide taught our guns out of told. the cases and leave the cases right here chairs off our shoulders open them up good to go and he says where are we going we're going to just follow me we're going right in this path and we walked up to it and i just pointed at bill through the little doorway did you trip over the to, big log? Nope. We stepped over the log. I don't even know I who said, these people wanna, are. I, I pointed to, to him to go to the right side because it's higher. My, his chair is a little lower than mine. So <laughs> no he put his chair down. <laughs> and I knew that if he sat on the left, he would not be able to see over the right side because it's higher. So he sat to the right. And then I put my chair to the left, sat down, put our masks on. And it wasn't even an inkling of light. And we just sat there and waited. And it started to get light. I didn't call. I didn't do anything. I'm waiting to hear some gobbles. And it's starting to get lighter and lighter and not a gobble anywhere. And I thought, oh, my gosh, they've roosted somewhere else. They're not here. Well, I gave a, a, a light hen call. And then I gave one light gobble. And we waited for another 10 minutes or so. And then I got one gobble one time. Between 80 and 100 yards, right smack in front of us where it gets really thick. And both where of us mine were, disappeared to. Yeah, both of us were startled. There's a bird there in the tree. Wonderful. I gobbled, no response. I didn't over gobble. Really? So I waited a while, gobbled again. Was it windy? No, not in the woods. It was a little breezy. Out in the field, but not bad. It wasn't wind. Maybe he could smell your tea. Yeah, right. So (laughs) I gobbled again. No response. So now it's five after six, and all we've had is one gobble, one time. Haven't heard him come out of the tree. Haven't heard nothing. And three hens, just to the right of me, right in front of Bill's face, come down out of the trees and they're facing him when they come down. They come down on a 45-degree angle towards us. And they're facing Bill, all three hens. They are now shootable. And all they are is hens. And we are sitting there motionless. So I got my hands down. The call is out. And I just go a little bit. And they There's fluff your their feathers. Needed to be more. And they, oh, give me a break. And they, they fluff their feathers. And they mill around there for a few minutes, and then they walk parallel to us, directly south towards the gobble that we heard once, and they're gone. So we sit there for another 25 minutes, 625. Now we're starting to hear a gobble behind us, the other side of the field. We can hear it, and we both wear hearing aids. So it's not like if a you could hear it, away. it wasn't the other side of that field. It was the other side of the field. Uh, I don't yeah, know about that. Yeah, it was faint. It's 40 yards. 
No, we could hear it. It, <laughs> was, it was behind us, the other side was, of the field. It was, it was in their blind. It was back where I shot the bird last year and where Scotty got one of his, back in that corner. So I knew where that bird was. I knew exactly where it was. It was in that swale, but it wasn't at us. So every once in a while I call, 625, three more hens come down, only they come down in towards where the gobble was. And we see all three of them come down on the ground. They're not shootable. They're further away. But they fluff their feathers and they walk directly away. And I thought. Not a not beard a, in the bunch. Not a beard in, out of the six and never did know where that tom went. We sat there till about 10 to 7. Never heard him again. Only one gobble one time. Never saw him. Never heard him out of the tree. And six birds had come out around us. So I said to Bill, you know what? I haven't got any faith in this spot now. I said, let's sneak out of here, cross the field, and we'll set up over in that corner, of the, like the northeast corner of the field, northwest corner of the field. We're in the southwest corner of the owner's field. Let's go to the northwest corner. Bill says, I'm game. So we got up quietly, picked up our chairs, <laughs> walked Qu- out. Quietly. We did. We crossed the field. That's, that's a matter of opinion. And we, the field goes up peaks and then starts to slope down again and when we got over this over the hump we could see a little finger coming out into the field was probably about 50 yards from the corner 60 70 yards from the corner maybe and it was where we had sat last year when i shot my bird in the field only instead of turning around and facing the way we come we face the little lower field because it's a, a ledge there it drops down about 12 feet and the field goes around this little point and goes around to the left of us. So if we look directly to the corner of the field, which is about 70 yards, it's like a 90 degree corner and there's a swale goes right along the property line to the west. And then there is a farm road that cuts the swale and it's only about 30, 20 yards wide, goes to the next property. So we set up in there, we're all hunkered in in the the woods we got, and the weeds in there, we got perfect cover. We sit there and I, call periodically never hear a gobble again after we moved there uh, but a big hen came out never know, didn't know where it came from it just appeared in the corner whether it come out of the grass or whatever it's when they woke up <laughs> yeah right <laughs> there it was it, no it wasn't we i'm telling you we were pumped we knew there was a bird there and turned around after five or ten minutes and walked back in the swale so i thought okay if it walked back into the tom i got to keep walking along that watching along that west edge of the swale for him to come into our field. So we're keeping an eye there. I looked through the, oh, 20, 20 minutes later, I looked through that little farm road and standing in the open on the other side in that field, right on the edge of that farm road, is a huge tom, a long beard, big white and red head, and he is standing there majestic. Majestic. Oh, I'm telling you. He, the, it's the, the sun unicorn, was shining. Tom. The, the sun, yeah, that's what <laughs> it was. There was a beam came and, down. And what, you know, I looked there and I thought, <laughs> what on earth is that big thing? Because the sun was shining majestic. on him. Majestic. His, his, his feathers were glistening. I mean, you couldn't miss him. Bill and I, Bill and I saw him at the same time. Our eyes were big as saucers. Bill went, oh, my God. I'm picturing a Snapchat filter with the stars around him. Isn't this, isn't that bird big? Bill says, oh, my gosh. I said, see that white head? He says, yep. So I gave a little call. He looked. I gave a gobble. 
my hands down really low, gave a gobble, head come up, put his head down, and then walked away to the south along the edge had of that. No interest field. in what you no were doing whatsoever. Whatsoever. Oh, that's too bad. I said to Bill, okay, sit here for another 20 minutes. We're going home and have breakfast. He says, I'm with you. And I was I've been trying so hard to get Bill his first turkey. I'm determined that he's gonna shoot, not me. And I said, Bill, I thought it was this morning. We didn't have Todd with us. It's just me and you. <laughs> we did everything right. I was just positive you were going to go home with a bird, and we were gonna, and we were going to show Todd we could do it. And he said, you know, yeah, it'll happen. I, it'll I happen. heard of that yeah, it'll conversation, happen. too. So, I mean, that was that's my story. What, but, Bill? What did you get out of that? I'm, I'm interested. What I got was uh, on a couple podcasts ago, I think it was opening weekend, it you, Don, were convinced that if you guys weren't there, Todd would have got a bird. Oh, yeah, for sure. And guess what? We just proved that last weekend that with you guys not there, he still can't get a bird. No, so. <laughs> there wasn't five there. You know oh, what, well. Bill? I think he needs a cup of tea. Oh, jeez. I think he does. I think I, he just yeah. needs to change yeah. up his routine. I'll tell you what. Maybe get a beard or something. We're going to have one. We're going we're gonna to grow a beard. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I said, I think you need to grow a beard. You, yeah. you are the only one on the podcast without a beard. Because and I was, tea, so. it's my almost guy app said, Bill has a beard. Oh, let's get out the razors, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm and I'm really wanting to get into my barber, but I can't now. It's postponed again for another couple of weeks. Yeah. Anyway, well, I tell you what, I'm gonna have one next. I tell it's it's gonna happen next podcast. I'll be telling a story about how I shot one in the face. I hope so. Me too. We'll need Lord. some form of uh, he, tag punching going on here. That's right. He's, he's gone out on a limb and said that on the air. Holy moly! On a limb. That's a good point. This guy, like, he's like Babe Ruth calling his shot. You know? <laughs> That's right. Right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. But yeah, so I think it's the wind. I know we like to give tips and tricks and stuff like that, but this year we ain't got none for, for this season. We're struggling. Well, here, I got a question for you. I don't know if we're almost at our time or not. Maybe maybe they'll keep this that one a little short for an answer. But... Uh, I had a conversation with my brother a little while ago about the bush he's hunting and the number of people that goes with him. doesn't matter whether it's, it's two people or, or four or whatever. If you are hunting a bush and you're splitting up the hunting property, how far or close do you keep it so that you guys aren't competing with each other? Oh, I don't mind. I don't mind competing. We, we, we typically, because when we go, we're so that, that woods that dad just gave a description of Scotty is probably 300 yards away. Oh yeah. If he goes right to the corner. But last year when dad shot his Turkey at the end of season and me and Scott had already shot ours, but Scott still had another tag. So me and dad went in and sat down and Scott was only 70 yards from us behind us because we were in that finger and he was sitting where that big Tom just came out where dad said, you guys don't, you don't worry about uh, being able to hear Scott call. I think it's better where you are. So, and that's what we'll we'll do it. We'll play off each other and help each other out. Right. So me and Scott, what dad, the only thing I was going to say, if we're both trying to get birds or there's, there's two or three spots where people are sitting in our group and we're all trying to get birds. We're kind of conscious that we don't cut one another off. 
Well, if now, they're in the morning, in the, I got mine in the walk-in area. Yeah, in the morning, I got mine. We cut, cut, we cut Scott off from anything coming from the south. We cut him off. He, they had to become an east, west, or north. But he was him. comfy with that. We said that going in, Scott. Yeah. We're if we sit here, we're going to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like, no, I got mine. I'm good. You get, and go it was get a yours. Big flock of birds came to us from the south. Now, if we weren't sitting there. Would they have kept going that other 70 yards Absolutely. There's a really good chance they would have. But that was the only direction he was cut off, and he was good with that. Now, in this other place, if somebody's going to sit in the cut, then normally the way the birds move from one field to the other, off this corner, through that cut, you can sit pretty near anywhere around that field and not cut the person off from the cut. Well, because they come out of everywhere. Yeah. So it, I don't see turkeys being like deer where they got set trails. They're, they're not walking deer yeah. runs. Oh, I forgot they're to mention that. You said deer. Bill and I, at first light, had two deer, big deer, come, and it was no fawns. There were two big deer, and they come blasting right beside us to the left. I mean, they come right next to us, right? They come out of the field, right through. They were on the dead run when they hit the woods, right through the woods, right down beside us, and right down that slope, right to where that turkey was gobbling at first light. So I don't know if something spooked them in the field or what, but but they were already on the run when they come by us, and they were nice deer. Well, and with turkeys, I don't think that they stick to those deer runs, right? Like, I've had them come through thick brush. I've had them just show up in the middle of a swamp. Like, it's ridiculous. They, 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 I... I don't think they like to jump fences a lot. I don't think they like nope. to to cli- fly up ravines. They like to fly down them more than up them. But I I will say I don't think they stick to any set path or they don't have a pattern where you could say you know the deer rock by here so much you yeah, can see a deer not highway. A tricky trail. Yeah, they're just they're all over the map, right? Like they just it's insane. So yeah, really it's tough to say you're going to cut somebody off. But I mean we know. Scott sitting in that spot because that woods is smaller that we were going to cut him off. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. The birds there, if they're roosted there to get to him there, they got to go through us. But he was okay with that because he was getting any birds the other side. So any birds coming from that way towards us, he would have got them. Right. And they might not have made it to us. So we had 70 yards in between us where whoop-de-doo but no we don't we don't really do it we and we'll play off each other we'll help each other me and scott's very first time ever hunting ever hunting together it was we got done work and he said you want to go hunt i'm like yeah i'm i'm in let's go and so and he hunted i hunted but we never hunted together so he's like i I, i'm looking for someone you want to hunt with yep he goes i got a piece of property i got tree stands already up let's just go well by the time his kids we had to wait for his wife to get home so that because our kids were younger so that she could watch the kids i think mine would might have been i don't even know i don't even know mine but where where my wife or my kids were But anyway, I remember waiting at Scott's house. His wife got home at five o'clock. And I mean, early deer season, it was, it was a little earlier. So we could hunt a little bit longer, but we're like, man, we don't have a whole lot of time. We got to go. And it was, it's pretty close to this place that we hunt turkey. So it's about 20 minutes away. So we blasted out there. Scotty got in one stand. He just told me, walk this pathway all the way through the woods over there. And you'll find, you'll see a tree stand. Just keep looking up. And oh my gosh, I was in the hardwoods. I found it, but there was a chance I wouldn't have found it. So we went through, I went through, I found it, I got up and I was probably 80 yards inside the woods of Scott. 
but I called, I was calling and he's like, it's too early to call. And I'm and you know, me, I, I yeah. whatever, man, I think animals are social and it's just, some will call all year round. I've had turkeys gobbling in my face in November in deer season. So I was calling deer and he messaged me and he said, keep calling. You're bringing a buck right to me. And that first time we ever hunted together, I was rattling and rattling and I've dropped a buck from all, I, I drew a buck from a thousand yards. The other side of Scott, right to Scott. He shot that thing at 30 yards. He said, it's coming right. It keeps looking up and it's coming. It's slow, but it's coming. Just keep rattling. So I just kept going and I pulled a bucket. So we do the same for Turkey now. And Scott even said that opening morning, I said to Scott, I could hear him gobbling because he was, again, he was only a hundred yards behind us where we were you on the opening Scott morning. Gobbling. And I could, Scott could hear us gobbling. I could hear Scott gobbling and we had turkeys gobbling. And the way that this Scott's down in the bottom behind us and we're kind of sitting up and that, that little ravine I talked about that, that Tom walked to and then disappeared that wraps around and Scott's kind of on that ravine, but on the other end, on the other side of us. But when something gobbles down in that ravine, it sounds closer to Scott than yeah. it does to us. Cause it ra- goes right through that ravine right to him so he was calling and when he would call he'd get gobbles when i'd call i wouldn't because i was calling they couldn't i figured they couldn't hear me but they they could hear him and he was hearing gobbling gobbles that we couldn't even hear because it, it just echoes right up through that ravine right to him and so he said to me i said have you got a tom because you keep calling he says no 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 i'm calling your toms for you guys and so that's, we, we, we do that. We'll, we'll play off each other. Hey, Scott, call. I think I got a Tom behind me and I've been calling for 45 minutes and this Tom won't come closer. And so there's a thing that's known as the, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of this bill, but the, the walking away hen. And yeah, so, yeah. yeah, when Tom's will sit there and gobble and gobble and gobble and gobble. And it's only since so many hens are around that the, now the Tom's don't got to go to the hens, the hens go to the Tom's. So the Tom will sit there and will never come in and we'll just sit at 150 yards gobbling 200 yards gobbling it's full head off saying you come to me and i'm not coming to you so then one guy that's in the blind would leave the blind and keep calling as he's walking away away from the tom for the other guy to still sit there and so it's like that hen's walking away well now the tom's like wait a minute here i've been sitting here calling for for an hour at 250 yards you should have come to me and now it's getting further away well that's going to draw the tom in so I will do that. Scotty will message me if I'm on the other side of him and or vice versa. And I'll call for him. He'll be like, hey, call. I got a Tom, but he won't come in and call. So he comes. He wants to come to me. He's got to walk past Scott to get to me. So Scott shuts up and then I start calling or vice versa. So we'll, we'll use it to our advantage. But yeah. we really, yeah, we Makes don't. Sense. We just say, hey, like we're not cutting each other off, but we don't really worry about it a whole lot at all. Nope, we're usually within 100 yards of each other, I would say. Even the David Suzuki Woods, Scotty's favorite spots, just the opposite side of the field we hunt. Mm-hmm. And we've both shot turkeys. Well, it's good to know. I mean, that was a, that was a question that we had. We were talking thinking about some of the, the advantages and, and uh, of having too many people, or not too many, but having people in the woods. And I guess that is true. I mean, the, the competitiveness of, of birds would... Uh, would would have them either come well, to you or, or use each other's dad's got a theory, goals. but we can never, we can never stick to it. Like, you know, the woods good enough. So Jay, if you're listening and you know where those turkeys are, surround them. And yeah, only one guy's going to get one because you're all hunting that same field or that same bush. 
but you don't know where they are in the bush. So that the field that, that I like to sit at where I sat that, that row where I had a, the hen roosted behind me Saturday morning, I was roosted in the tree that I was leaning against Saturday morning, that field they're always in. We know, like, you know, right now, dad, there's turkeys going to roost right there. Yeah. Guaranteed. So dad says, if there's four of us, we could all take a corner and then, because, you know, Bill, you sit there and you call when they come out of the roost and they go the other way. Oh, yeah. It's well, more frustrating than, than anything right? when, when so, you got them yeah. answering you and then they just go. So, Dad, that turkey that remember that turkey I shot, you went and went and went by yourself. That spot, David Suzuki Woods, yeah. and you sat up top and he was he was. So this the woods that he would roost in is a 50-yard drop down to a, a green field below and a cornfield up top. And so dad would go and sit up top against the woods and because the, in the morning, they come out of the trees into the cornfield. First time I sat there, 14 hens came down out of the trees around me, right in front of me, and the tom came down at the top behind me, gobbled so loud, scared the liver out of me behind woke, me woke and walked up. away. <laughs> and so it went down. So the next time, next day, dad went back. He sat down below. Tom went up top. Dad went back the next day, sat up top. Tom went down below. So that I remember because the church was having a yard sale. Yeah, and I, it was that. So that was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And dad said, I got to go do the yard sale. And I said, well, I'm going to go. So dad says, well, you and me and my buddy went. And dad said, one of you sit up top. And one of you sit down below and one of you is going to get that turkey. And so I ended up going by myself. My buddy couldn't make it. Yeah. So I went, I snuck in, I sat down below, I picked the tree and I'll be darned. As I'm sitting there and it's starting to get light, crap is falling down on me. I'm going, what is in this tree? And I don't want to move much. And, I, and sure enough, the Tom is in the tree. My back is leaning against it come down at 40 yards. I shot it. I walked out. I picked it up. And when I picked it up, another Tom came out of the, the tree. I, the, the same tree came down, was about to land, seen me standing on this with this one, picking it up and just about took my head off as it careened back <laughs> up and flew straight away from me. I could have. Oh, it was insane. So I went down and I said, I, I went to the churchyard sale with it and said, look, dad. Guess I picked the right spot today. Yeah, full combo. <laughs> walks in with his hood and mask the whole bit, carrying a dead turkey in the right in the middle of our yard. So my wife is saying, "Get him back in the car." <laughs> but I said, "See, I but but Dad says he always says if we go there, if four of us go and we surround it, one of us guaranteed to get a turkey." And we'd all be within a hundred yards of each other. You just got to be cognizant where you're saying you're not shooting at each other. Right. But Obviously, that's easy yeah. to do because turkeys aren't like they're on the run. So, but yeah. So Sounds to good. me, you use it to your advantage. If you know the woods good enough, like we know that David Suzuki woods, we know the four spots, those birds roost. And we know that one spot where I sit, they always roost. There's always, now whether there's a Tom with them or not, don't know, but there's always turkeys. So all four of us go and surround that sucker, two down at the bottom in each corner, two at the top at each corner, you're going to get a turkey. You got it. You, yeah. It's guaranteed. It's just somebody's when you get there. Capitalizing. Yeah, the problem is when we get there, you know, somebody's got an inkling that, well, I think the cut would be good. And so that person goes to the cut. Well, I think, and then you, you lose your people and then you're back to square one of it's goblin in the tree. Do you call or is it going to walk away? You've got to yeah. use your gut feeling, right? You, and people go by their gut where they should sit. So 
that's what happens. Well, but yeah, that's a good tip. I liked it. Oh I heck yeah, it doesn't. I do, I do remember though that uh, the only the only time I can ever remember coming home with did we ever come home with more more than once with two birds in a day? Me and Scotty. You and Scott, but not with me. It was me and Rick, but you were with us. And this, it was a small woods. We did, but I shot mine in the morning. You shot yours in the afternoon. Okay. So it was a small woods. So we, we can only sit on three sides. And I remember I was on the west, on the east, and uh, Rick was on the west. Opposite, exactly opposite. And the bird came from my right going towards the woods and I shot him in the field at 40 yards. An hour later, a bird came from the field on the other side, coming to the same woods, but coming from the field on the other side and Rick shot it at 40 yards. So we each got a bird an hour apart heading to that woods from two separate fields, one from the West, one from the East. <laughs> but we, and Todd was sitting on the third side. So we said, okay, let's sit longer. Todd ain't got one yet, but yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> never, yeah. <laughs> never got the third one. I sacrificed that morning. <laughs> That's good. Every now and then you got to do that. Yeah, I throw them a bone, right? They wouldn't talk. go with me ever. So, Which yeah. might be, wait a minute here. <laughs> well, often they don't come out of that wood you're watching. Often they're coming to it. So, but yeah, no, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think I, it to me wouldn't bother me in the least. You just got to be comfy with where you're sitting, right? Everybody's got to be it. Same as deer hunting. You got to be in agreement, not cut the other guy off. There's times that we know we're going to cut, but that's a little bush, big bush. I, and I don't have a problem and I wouldn't have a problem with all four of us going and one of us shooting one. Like I know Saturday morning, there will be turkeys in those pines mm -hmm. guaranteed. And if we all went and surrounded it, one of us would get one. But there might be a better chance that if we split up further, more than one of us will get one. See, that's, that's hunting. It's never a guarantee. You just got to play your odds well, and see what year, you can do capitalize. Darn sure. So. But I tell you, now that this weather's turning and now that uh, this, I think in these hens have had enough where it's, it's going to be go time. The wind. I just hope there's no wind on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that for you guys too. So, well, best of luck this weekend, gentlemen. Same well, to you, Bill. You too. I hope you don't run out of charcoal or like something. Bill, Bill says he's bags. enjoying it. He says he's seeing birds. He's seeing them close. He's never experienced hearing the gobbles and seeing these birds in the wild like this up close. He says he's enjoying every outing, deer next to us and the, the wildlife. He says, this is wonderful. I said, well, you know, I'm still just trying to get you a bird. He says, it'll come. It'll come. I mean, just enjoying yeah, the morning. It. So. He's yeah, got a good attitude about it. I like yeah, that. Good you know, thing, he's yeah. not he's not uh, too discouraged about nothing being in the back of the pickup truck yet. He's that's the tea. It mellows you out. It does. I can tell you that first Warm day, first hand experience here. <laughs> 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 the, so, gate, the gateway, gateway to knitting. Bingo. Have you even tasted tea? <laughs> I. You know what? As a man, I might have to say no. I've never tasted <laughs> yeah. tea. As a realist, though, your uh, <laughs> coffee pouches that you have that you take with you that are hazelnut and... Uh, no, 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 no. I haven't <sighs> tried any of those yet, and those were the deal. I am drinking the New Orleans style, which is just like you have cream in your coffee. Mm. That is all. Sounds suspicious to me. You, I like, like this podcast mug. jeez. Oh, cool. Anyway... <laughs> Before we get talking about different leaves. <laughs> yep. 
Anyway, it was a good podcast, yeah. Bill. Enjoy talking to you. Good luck cooking, yeah, you too, Bill. I good hope, luck. I hope it doesn't get away from you out of the fridge or freezer or I. Hey, by the way, before we end this, oh, we were comment, done. I'm we were not, done. <laughs> I'm not sure who is the uh, the the expert putting the names hey, together. I swear, it's not me, Dad. Have I had time to even graphic design anything to to Photoshop anything? No. Post. Not a chance. I Not have me. A hard time but I will tell you, I know who it is because there's other do. people like Bill. You can post on Redneck Country Facebook and Instagram and stuff. Mm. Like I have given this out, so I will tell you that it is a real redneck because I know I who it is, and I'll tell you what this person is funny as crap. <laughs> <laughs> and and <laughs> spot on, I might have to say. <laughs> ain't nobody safe by the looks of it uh, based on the post ain't nobody safe well i i, I kind of feel like he he or she this real redneck feels my pain really yeah, they, yeah. they relate to I, me I'm, I'm thinking you need to be the next target because there's got to be something you know unless you're, you're how can you target how can you target it, me i, I got it there's you know, nothing I, I thought to that target as soon me. as i said it i thought wow uh, this this is going to be impossible for somebody to put something together on Todd. You, you know, can't. I just You're exactly it right. It's, it's, you can't, when you, it's, yeah, perfection, Bill. How do you make Ugh. fun of perfection? And see, that's why it builds animosity because I get sarcastic, but then you try back and it's like, oh, it's like, yeah. how do you do that? I mean, I'm, 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 what's dad's word? I'm majestic. Bill. Yeah. I'm like a big You're Tom in the, in the roadway. <laughs> majestic. I'm the stars shining around. I'm what Snapchat thought of when they built that filter. I got it. And I tell you, I'm interested to see what uh, the mystery redneck comes up with in the next little while. I hope they keep it up. I'm like, they're, they're like, hey, what do you think? I'm like, you just keep keep on rocking in the free world. We all got, I got thick skin. It's, my, it's only, all good. my biggest issue is they're going to have to buy me diapers because every time I see it, I don't have enough time to get to the bathroom. A little bit of pee comes out because I'm laughing so hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny. All right. Yep. Well, let's some that, wit. I'll give them that. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm enjoying it. I, I don't take any offense to it. I mean, I cried a little bit, but I got over it. Well, and, <laughs> and that's the worry, right? But I, I, and I mean, really, we got to toughen you up. You drink yeah. tea. <laughs> so, tell me I'm great. <laughs> all, right. all right. Until all right. next week. Yeah. Good luck with your cooking, Bill. Don't get, don't, keep your apron clean and you have a good week. See you, Bill. All right. Take care. <laughs> and that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.